No justice, no peace. Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter. Please consider donating at blacklivesmatter.com and following at Black Lives Matter on Instagram. Thank you. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode two of Fantasy Suites podcast. Oh my gosh, we're here. (laughs) I am your host, Coco Olivia, and this is your Bachelor Nation safe space. So much is going on in Batch Nation this week. What the hell? And we are going to break it all down. Um, Even though this is an in-between week, it's like the shortest off-season we have ever had between Bachelorette and Bachelor seasons. There's been so much news going on uh, with all of our favorite members, and we're going to get to... Most of it, I think. (laughs) Um, But today we are also going to do the Kalesha season recap because I am dying to give some opinions on this um, on this landmark historical season. And on that note, um, Tasha and Zach out in a boot, out in a boot in New York City this past holiday. So fucking cute. I cannot even stand it. Um, Taisha was like meant to be a big city New York girl. You can tell she's just super elated with the whole situation and her and Zach are absolutely adorable. Um, Praise be our queen. She's amazing. Yay! On a maybe lighter, more (laughs) interesting note um, for uh, some insider information, YouTubers and fellow Batch Nation aficionados, Wit and Rai, are totally obsessed with their channel. They do the best coverage and like the best reaction videos. And it's so pure. It's, I just love them. <clears throat> um, they had Kenny, the boy band manager. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kenny, the boy band manager from Taisha's season. And I say t- not Klaisha, it's Taisha because I'm pretty sure he was recast and brought in with a new crop of guys. Um, once they did the changeover <clears throat> from Claire to Tasha. So, yeah, and his interview was pretty flat in the sense that, and I mean, you guys should definitely go check it out on the YouTube channel. It's, it's, it definitely is worth uh, a watch. He basically says nothing about the amount of time that they actually had to quarantine prior to the show filming. And he can't remember any of the details about how long they quarantined. 
just that he was tested a whole bunch of times and that it was nasal tests and it was really uncomfortable. I'm, you can't see right now, but I'm playing the world's tiniest violin. <laughs> So aside from the fact that it is super obvious that he's under contract and was explicitly told by producers in the show to be vague, um, it really feels like the show didn't <laughs> respect whatever quarantine guidelines that they said that they were which is really alarming when we consider the fact that Ivan's father, who has COPD and other sort of um, health issues, basically traveled and risked his life in order to be there for his son on the show. I don't know. It just, it really doesn't sit well with me. Uh, just super concerning. That being said, uh, also his answers, and if you go back and watch the interview, I would be very interested to know if you felt the same. His answers kind of seem to reveal that maybe the filming for Claire's season actually had begun back in April 2020, as it was initially reported, right? So the rumor is, and this is, it's, it's a rumor, but it's also confirmed that the cast and Claire showed up to the initial place that they were filming, um, you know, the premiere and everything, the beginning of her season to the mansion um, for filming. And it, it was shut down once all of the COVID lockdown restrictions hit. So when filming picked back up in June, I think it was, or in May, everyone just acted like they didn't know one another, right? We know for sure that a, a crop of the guys were recast because they couldn't return for whatever reason, but it seems pretty wild to me that there was like this, there's this missing night one, I think, like, I think, okay, conspiracy theory time. They say, the producers and Claire say that nothing was shot, that they had like simply arrived to the mansion to begin shooting the season, but that they hadn't gone that far yet. The rumor is that they did shoot night one. So where are the tapes? We want to see the tapes. We want to see the proof. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like maybe we even saw Claire potentially fall in love with Dale then. I don't know. Is, is that too conspiracy theory-ish? I don't know. It just, something doesn't, something doesn't sit right with me. And so... I have thusly revised my theory about what 
actually happened between Claire and Dale, okay? I don't believe that they were talking during quarantine because as, you know, a lot of people have formulated, she definitely, like, fell in love with him just through Instagram and through, like, his image and what he was putting out there. Um, he was already working his his brand hard before he even came back to the show for filming. And it was perfect. It just worked out perfectly because she was basically already sold on Dale when I think she saw him for the second time. I really do. And maybe even that first night was just like enough and it carried her through quarantine while she was like looking him up and researching him and all of that because he was already a pretty like public figure there's a lot of information out there about Dale Moss um you know former NFL um he's just oh master it was just it all makes sense to me so whenever whenever I hear other theories like criticizing Claire or wondering whether it was real. I believe it was real because she fell in love with him online before she saw him again, right? And then had to pretend like she was meeting him for the first time. I don't know. On that note, on Claire's portion of the season, um, since we're now kind of like moving on from Batch Nation news and more into the Kleisha recap portion of the episode, um, let's be real here, okay? The producers did Claire dirty, okay? They did Claire fucking dirty with this edit. And it really drives me insane. And I, I I, don't love the edits that she's gotten before, right? Like on Juan Pablo's season, she was famously uh, filmed having a like conversation with a monkey. Um, but it was very, you know, Claire, when she was out, not under contract anymore, at one point had divulged that in fact she was talking to a producer and they just cut it to make it look like she was talking to a monkey and being crazy. So I already Claire is such a bubbly, like easygoing person that she doesn't mind, right? Like she doesn't mind being uh, silly or having a funny edit like that because in the end she got that great moment too of vindication with Juan Pablo and when he was dumping her she basically told him like fuck you and we all know the history there so I don't know. I'm just so happy for Clarendale. I feel like it's so real. I, I think Dale has the potential just to be one of the strongest 
Bachelor Nation players of all time. Uh, his Instagram social media game is out of this, out of control. It's out of this world. He's doing like TikToks and he's always poking fun at himself too, which kind of just like validates my point that Claire is like that and seeks that in others. And she just feels like a genuine person. So, so happy it worked out for them. <clears throat> Can't wait for the wedding. I feel like it's going to be so magical and they're just beautiful together. Like I'm obsessed um, oh, I feel like there's so much more to go over for Claire, though. Okay, what else for Claire? All right, yeah. We need to talk about the costume and set design for a second, okay? Because, oh, I have fucking issues and questions. <laughs> Oh my god. I feel like poor Claire was like forced into wearing all of these insane dresses by Carrie, what's her name there, the costume person. Because <sighs> everything just felt really dated, right? Like I know we were in this kind of like resorty um <laughs> resort I don't even resorty resort no but like it it wasn't super luxe or anything right like it was very it was it was it needed updating we'll see we'll say La Quinta really needed some updating <laughs> so like I I don't know it just fit this whole kind of like vintage vibe kind of thing and like not for nothing but justice for both Claire and Taisha in this respect I feel like Taisha had a bit more say in terms of what she was wearing but I think Claire really just went along with everything during her time there and like it was just it was a little much for me the sparkly dresses and chandelier earrings and and princess hair was a little repetitive for me but that's okay I mean that's just like as an aside oh gosh so Claire and Dale I guess that's all we can say really about that that portion of this season. So on to Queen Tasha. Um, I feel like nobody knew who the fuck Tasha was when she walked in. I remember just sitting, it's in my notes too. I remember just sitting in front of the TV and watching all of their individual reactions and like just seeing easies, like, pure innocent oh <laughs> like maybe I've heard like Damar and maybe one other person are really big Bachelor Nation fans so they definitely knew who Tasha was but literally no one else knew <laughs> 
which is good in a sense, right? Because she's total Batch Nation royalty and it's kind of a good way to filter out who is really there for the right reasons, I guess. And anyway, it worked in her favor, so. But it 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 really struck me how no one had any fucking clue. Like she walked in, they were just like, hmm. Oh my god. Um yeah. Tasha, poor Tasha. The amount of outdoor daytime dates that they made her do in the fucking full summer sun of Palm Springs. It is like 120 degrees Fahrenheit there. Like <laughs> They might have, like, been trying to protect everyone from COVID, or so they say, but they were trying to kill all of those contestants. (laughs) I died. Like, every time there was, like, a close-up of someone with sweat pouring off of their face, my heart just went out to them so much, and especially poor Tasha. Like, how can you look that amazing in that degree of heat? I will never know. But she did. She she pulled it off. And uh, it was just crazy to me. Like, I understand it's the condition and the reality of the situation, but come on. This season, we had historic conversations regarding racial equality And the Black Lives Matter movement transpired between Ivan Hall and Taisha. It was a beautiful, moving conversation to witness and to see Taisha open up and be vulnerable about her blackness and her struggle to fit into her community. I just, I was so moved by that episode and I found it so groundbreaking within the franchise. Like fucking finally, finally. But they gave it time and it was an eloquent conversation and Ivanhoe is one of the most, the bravest contestants that we've ever seen in the amount of vulnerabilities that he displayed um, regarding this conversation about race and engaging Taisha, as well as the issues surrounding his brother and his incarceration. And finally, um, being there for his niece when she was an infant and growing up while his brother was incarcerated. Oh my gosh. Those two. I was super in love with Ivan. I just think he's amazing. He, I really don't think that they will... (laughs) Unfortunate. I hope that they honestly invite him back to paradise. I really do. But I, I don't think that he'll go. 
unfortunately. But it would be beautiful. Taisha, of course, being the first biracial bachelorette, half black, half Mexican. The it made the season and it just made the season. Say what you will about her casting being a reactionary uh, bit after they realized what was going on with Claire's season and how it was going downhill or whatever. I I don't give a fuck. She was always go- going to be it. She has always had a great edit from her debut season on... I hate even fucking saying his name because he's a fucking abuser, stalker, right-wing asshole. I fucking hate him, but we're going to call him Redacted, okay? After her debut on Redacted's season, um, she has always had a great edit. Uh, Producers have continuously forced her into like a super dangerous date's Um, Her one-on-one with Redacted, she was going like bungee jumping. She had to eat like a bug. Oh my God, poor poor Tasha. But she's always been like the best sport. And then same thing in Paradise in 2019. She had an amazing edit, right? Like she was the queen of Paradise. Everyone wanted to date her. I kind of feel like it's pretty common knowledge that even before Paradise, she was a hot commodity, like flirting with Blake and everyone at um, Stagecoach, as well as I think Mike Johnson hit her hit up her DMs, if I'm not mistaken. But um, regardless, she she's a queen like she's a she's a fucking catch. So I don't give a shit. Say whatever you will not reactionary casting. She is potentially one of the best bachelorettes of all time. And just because you don't show a lot of emotion or might be a little more subdued or, you know, introverted doesn't mean that (laughs) you don't have emotions. Like, come on, give me a fucking break. And also give Tasha a break. Jesus fucking... (sighs) God. Can we also talk about all of the characters that we got out of this season? Fucking Wolverine chasing Ed, tiny head Ed. Oh my God. I die. I literally cannot believe that Ed still has like so few followers on Instagram. It's so rare that you have a player be given so much screen time and just, like, still not be able to hack it at the social media game. Anyway, him and fucking Bennett can continue just hanging out at Mar-a-Lago being their right-wing asshole selves. We're not here for it. Um, that being said, if, I mean, we'll probably see Ed in Paradise, right? Like, obviously. 
it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, happens with his character. For sure. Um, what other characters do we get out of this season? Oh my gosh. I have to say, though, I'm pretty in love with Brendan. I thought he got a great edit. I loved his honesty in that final conversation with her about just not being ready and needing to heal the parts of yourself and all of that. I just thought it was really beautiful and his connection with his niece too was super genuine. Yeah. Although he was on fucking Nick Vial's podcast, um, today, December 29th. And, um, it was just a shit show of an interview. Like, Again, another case of someone not saying much because they're under contract and want a spot in paradise because we all suck the teat of Dark Lord Harrison. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But really, though... I feel like we got so many multi-dimensional characters within Tasha's love story arc that it was just such a treat, you know, in turn within the within what was really, I would say, a pretty mm, subdued season. I really only think the the main drama of this was, you know, Claire bouncing after four episodes. But you know what? She, we got two successful engagements. Both seem really happy. I don't know. Also, Zach Clark. Let's just let's just touch on that for a second on him. I love him. His story progression and, you know, tr- you know, content warning, trigger warning, his story of addiction and going to rehab and everything he went through was absolutely inspiring. And once again, we, we, haven't had these conversations before, you know? I'm, and where, where are these conversations happening elsewhere on TV? I don't know. I just, where we are right now in the world, I, I have an appreciation for that. And I just love how vulnerable and genuine Zach seems and Taisha really seems to be drawn to that and because she is that way as well so I don't know (laughs) my favorite though when you know I just I always have a favorite or one who is near and dear in my heart. I have to give it to my fellow Canadian boy, Blake Moines. Moines, Moines, Moines. He was the best sport. This guy got naked pretty much more than anyone 
else ever in Nation, including people who were like in paradise and had to be half naked and black boxed on the screen the entire season. Like this guy was naked all the time. Come on. And he's like a wildlife manager. What it, that was what was in his, you know, bio anyway. Um, but it kind of turns out that he's one of these guys who goes around to schools and talks about, um, wildlife and animals and stuff which I kind of love for him I don't know he's just really adorable and all of his fucking penis sculptures and nudity I don't know I think he'll just be such a great character on paradise if he goes I really do oh my god I just died and he's hot as hell let's be real he'll be scooped up for sure love him he was such yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, we also have Bennett, who I definitely feel like we are unfortunately stuck with. Ugh. Like, we're definitely going to see him in paradise, right? Ew. With the amount of screen time and gimmicks he got this season, he for sure struck a deal with producers. He was one of the mo more memorable kind of uh, character archetypes, I guess, from this season. And I, if I'm being totally honest, I feel like post-season, it's really revealing kind of our thoughts and <laughs> suspicions that He's just an elitist, MAGA supporting asshole. And um, just given the interviews that we've been seeing going around and like where he's been spotted and whatnot, we can definitely deduce that he's definitely. <laughs> oh, I got, I really just. I hate, I hate this for us, that we're definitely going to see him return. And I just said definitely like a thousand times. I'm really sorry. Honestly, I'm usually like smoking a big joint while I'm recording this. So, <laughs> and like Noah, see, I just have like such a, an ever developing crush on Noah. I just feel like he's one of the more genuine, um, kinder guys from the show. And he really seemed to be into Tasha. And even though he was playing up his part in the conflicts with Bennett and whatever, and his age and that whole card, um, I just think that at the end of the day, he also just really liked her too. Oh, man, what a great crop of guys we had, though. I think, honestly, my favorite, to be honest, in the words of Tasha, if I'm being honest, my fave guy from the season, and this is based solely on post-game discoveries about who the, the dudes actually are, has to be Dr. Joe Park. 
He is such a dreamboat just as a person. You know, he's a doctor and he's been using his platform to educate about the COVID vaccine. And oh, he's just, he's a lovely person. And I just love him. He's, he just seems so genuine and to be really invested in what he does. And I have so much respect for that. Go dark. Well, what else can we say? Highlights, the cast, the leads, lowlights, um, production value, <laughs> La Quinta's draperies. <laughs> Oh my god, they're blinds though, like in the in the rooms with the half coral and the half like dirty resort cream. I just oh I'll never be the same, y'all. I will just it was it was not a cute look. <laughs> um I would add to the lowlights that ridiculous cardboard taxi that poor Zaisha. <laughs> had to pretend right away in um oh on that note uh Tasha had like an Instagram story yesterday with her and Zach um talking about their plans for the day or whatever and Zach is still on that taxi fucking bit I can't it really needs to die I'm starting to cringe I get it, he's like a corny king, and I'm kind of here for it, but it, it just feels like it was kind of his one funny moment, you know, and he's really trying to milk it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry, Zach. We love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just funny because Taxi is not really that funny. But he's trying, okay? We love him. We love a king who's trying. Well, everyone did a Klesha season recap. So I feel like maybe that about sums it up. Um, we got to a couple of different things that I you know, haven't necessarily heard talked about in every other podcast. So that's kind of fun. And January 4th is already around the corner, and you know what that means. It's the Matchelor! Oh my gosh, finally. Oh, it's going to be such a fun season. I feel like this estate slash um, resort that they're shooting at in Pennsylvania is just going to be so picturesque and beautiful, especially for the time of year that we're in. Um, I don't think we're going to get around to doing a cast breakdown for Matt James's season. Maybe we'll have time to do like a little top four predictions release. We'll see. <laughs> it's hard, y'all, being a single parent. <laughs> Oh, man, I feel like I love doing this so much, though, that I'm really going to try and do that uh, for you. What else? January 4th, just 
five days away, December 31st, 2020. Ho, ho, ho. Holy shit. What a year. We made it. I wish you nothing but love and light for 2021. It's going to be a great year for everyone. And hopefully, especially for Bachelor Nation. I feel like there is so much great content coming our way. And I can't wait to find us all together once again for this season debut. All right. So until then, thank you so much for joining us for episode two of Fantasy Suites podcast. This was Justice for Clacious season. Thank you. <laughs> I am your host, Coco Lydia, and I'll see you next year.